We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's good on this Monday, Chiefs Kingdom? How satisfying was that? The Chiefs dominate the Cardinals, remind everyone who forgot who they were, covered the spread and the over, and they did it in convincing and memorable fashion. A lot of things to love about that performance on both sides of the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs. And we're going to break it all down with our guy, Matt Miller, from ESPN today on KCSN Update with Matt's stock up, stock down report. A lot of different guys that you could choose from right there. Uh, But before we bring on Matt, let's get a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. Kansas, the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any pro football team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. All right, Matt. Now, take, taking the injuries out of the, the game for the Chiefs, could you have had a better performance on either side of the ball for the Chiefs down there against the Cardinals? No, absolutely not. I, I think, you know, you look at the box score and you could say the Cardinals scored 21 points, but I think we all know the game was out of hand before it got to that point. Yeah. So offensively, to come out and score 44 points for Mahomes to be pretty much perfect, right? I mean, almost 400 yards, 360 yards passing, five touchdowns, and to continue that streak of being great in week one, I think, you know, you and I being local to Kansas City, we heard it and it really became like a Kansas City against the world thing this <laughs> offseason of can Patrick Mahomes survive without Tyree Kill? The answer is yes. And as you and I talked about last week, 
I think we saw that diversity in the offense of so many different people getting going. Clyde Edwards and Larry scoring two touchdowns, you know, getting him involved to where you're not able to focus defensively on 10 and 87. Now you really have to worry about five and six different people. And I think that's what makes this exciting is to see the progression or maturation of <laughs> Mahomes to where he's going to be a distributor now and, and not just have to, you know, look at two guys to, to get them the ball so much. But we heard all offseason that, you know, this street ball stuff isn't going to work without Tyreek Hill and that the best one, Matt, the best one. And we can laugh about this because we know better. And most people listening to this podcast probably know better, but it's fun to bring these things up. But the wouldn't come off his first read. Oh, my God. That gosh. became a thing for a little. This was the longest offseason in the history yeah. of the Kansas City Chiefs, but right. couldn't come off his first read. And then you watch that game. And it's just like, wow, he, he really figured out how to play quarterback this offseason. Right. Uh, because he wasn't good before this year, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I would say the Fire Beach offseason was the worst one. Um, but again, uh, we, that's a, another podcast conversation for another day. <laughs> but I think it is exciting to see not only to see Clyde get involved, to see yeah. Juju get his touches, but also like for Travis Kelsey to still go eight for a buck 20 and still be the pass catcher that this offense runs through. You have an all-time duo. I mean, it's the yeah. it's Brady Gronk of the the you know next generation of that. And so I think to see, hey, that's still going to work. We didn't necessarily need Tyree Kill to clear out, you know, for Travis Kelsey to be great underneath, which is something I actually heard a lot of this year. It's like Travis isn't going to be able to get open because he doesn't have Tyree <laughs> stretching the field. I don't know what y'all have been watching, um, but we saw, you know, that this offense still runs at a very high level and against a good Cardinals defense or, or, you know, a defense that's loaded with talent out there yeah. at least. And, you know, great defensive backs. Buda Baker's one of the best safeties in the game. You know, yeah. they, they have talent out there. And and to see the offense still, you know, be able to dominate with you know, 30 catches from a, a lot of different players is, I think, as a Chiefs fan, that's what you want to see right now. Yeah, no, that we talked about on, that on the postgame show last night, the way he was spreading the ball around and that the offense was going to look a little different. The route combinations, some different things that they were doing, but it seemed like, uh, and I want to get into your stock up. I, we're going to talk through all of the guys because so many guys that you could pick up, yep. uh, pick from a stock up report, but you know, so much was made about Juju. And I know we, you and I talked about him last week and it felt like he wasn't getting enough respect just for the sheer volume of passing yeah. that the Chiefs were going to have with Mahomes that somebody's going to get those passes. And we saw when they get early in the game, when there's some high leverage situations outside of Clyde Edwards-Elair, who you just mentioned, who I thought was really good early in this game that I hope a lot of yeah. people don't forget about when they look at the final box score. I think he had 75 yards on 10 touches, but um, which is great to see him step up and play really well. But Juju was the guy that Mahomes is going to on a couple of key third downs across the middle. It's that intermediate area that Patrick Mahomes was so good um, against the Cardinals. And that's the sweet spot for Juju and something that those of us that kind of pay closer attention or that really get into this. I mean, we're sitting here recording podcasts all the time about the Kansas City Chiefs. We know um, or we had a very good idea of what we were going to see with Juju. So that was great to see. But Matt, I, I know you got a lot of guys to choose from, but uh, who is give me your first player on a stock up report? Um, following that Chiefs win over the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the Clyde Edwards-Alaire podcast, apparently, because like you said, <laughs> I, I was prepared to talk about that. You know, 75 yards on 10 touches. And early in the game, he was such a driving force for that. You know, the rushing, he had one, that one big run early in the first quarter, mm -hmm. caught two touchdowns as well. And then it was like, okay, we could kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit. Let's get uh, some of the other running backs involved. But I thought Clyde, especially in the first quarter, was, I mean, so much of the offense was going through him. And it, it does excite you to see – 
Clyde's healthy. You have an offense that's maybe not so predicated on the deep ball anymore. And you have an offensive line that is now gelled. There's a ton of chemistry yeah. up front. And I, I think you have to be hopeful at least that the that the run game, excuse me, is going to take that next step where at times yeah. last year it didn't exist. But to see Clyde be featured, uh, to see – you know, Isaiah get, be the number two back, uh, you know, with a really productive day. I think he led the team in rushing. I, the run game is stock up, but I think certainly Clyde, that's one of the better days that he's had since his rookie season. Yeah, it was great to see him come out and be healthy and look fast and quick and all of those things that we saw. And I know you talked about when he was coming out of LSU. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with all the talk this offseason, there was going to be a lot of eyeballs on him to see what kind of impact he could make. And for him to do that in week one, um, so to kind of – not to set the hater straight because you need to do it consistently <laughs> for a season and stay healthy. Right. Uh, but it was exactly what you would want to see from Clyde Edwards Alaire. So uh, Matt, who else you got? Um, who else you have on your stock up report? Yeah, I hate to do this BJ after one week, but I'm going to remind you what I said a week ago about Nick Bolton. And he came out, led the team <laughs> in tackles, had a big tackle for a loss. And he's just becoming that anchor that you need in the middle of the field, you know, to be the leader at the linebacker position, to be the player that, you know, is going to be able to snuff out the run is going to be able to, you know, we talked about it before he's improving in pass coverage. Uh, he's really making himself an invaluable three down player. And I think that's what you want to see from a second year player who is still acclimating and still figuring things out, but the game's starting to slow down for him. And I think you can see that in some of the reads that he made, you know, for years, we've thought someone needs to step up at that spot. You know, they were kind of getting by, with players for a long time during this, you know, run of greatness under Mahomes. So I think yeah. to see Nick step up and start to be that guy. And again, to make some plays in the backfield, that's, that's pretty exciting to watch it and see that. All right. All three levels of this defense might be starting to come together. Yeah. And it was something even before the Patrick Mahomes era. I remember talking when I was working for the chiefs with Derek Johnson about how many mics he played next to in his career. And I want to say it was like something like eight or nine different mics in like 10 years he had yeah. played next to because they were just shuffling guys in and out. And it was never consistent because he was always the one having to communicate with those guys and let them know what's going right. on. Um, and that was difficult. So, yeah, for the Chiefs to to kind of solidify that middle. And we talk a lot of this offseason about that second level of the defense because Nick Bolton had showed flashes of being a special player. Same thing with Willie Gay coming into this offseason. And then when they drafted yeah. Leo Chanel – um, Elijah Lee being able to mix in at different times. I know they brought him up off the practice squad for this one. So I'm be biased about because I remember watching him in high school uh, at Blue Springs and then at K-State. But that second level of the Chiefs defense could be as strong as it's been in a very, very long time. And I think yeah. you make a great point on Nick Bolton. I had actually put a futures bet at DraftKings on Nick Bolton to lead the league in tackles. You're off to and, a good uh, start. It pays off very, <laughs> very well. So that was exactly what you'd want to see. But um, to your point on the, the pass coverage stuff, he made some really nice plays. And I think one of the bigger plays early in the game, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a second and long play that I believe Kyler Murray had scrambled. Um, yeah. It was just about to get to the first down. Nick Bolton got off a block out in space and then tackled Kyler Murray short of right. the first down, which set up a third and short and they ended up stopping. Oh, that's right. Because the next play was the blitz with Legereus Sneed right. um, on the tight bunch formation where he sacked him for a loss early in that game where I, you look for those little turning point plays early that kind of set the tone for what the rest of the day was going to be. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bolton had definitely made one of those plays. And the other one was just the defense stepping up at the end of the first half. I talked a lot about that on the post game show, Matt, where, um, and it's kind of like my, I'll give my stock up report on the defense side real quick. And uh, hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder on this, but I still, 
I believe so much of this. I'm going to talk about this probably all throughout the week, but for the Chiefs defense, the Chiefs were up 20 to seven late in the first half. And for the defense to get a big stop, there's about a minute left on the clock. They did their job. They feel good. Hey, we got the ball back to our offense. Chiefs go out first play, big strike to Juju. Doesn't feel the linebacker coming down, forces the fumble. And all of a sudden the Chiefs defense, after just doing their job, has to go back out on the field with the Cardinals in the Chiefs territory at the 42-yard line, and they're getting the ball to start the second half. If the Cardinals go down and score and they get the ball back, mm-hmm. have some momentum, could change the complexity of that game. But the Chiefs defense steps up. Cardinals end up going for it within it would have been a long field goal, but go for it on fourth down. They stop him there. I thought that was one of the big moments for a young Chiefs defense with some new faces out there. I think they lost, I think the graphic on CBS said they lost nearly half of the snaps played by those guys that left in free agency. Right. Ty- Tyron Matthew, Daniel Sorensen, yeah, yeah, Tarvarius Ward. So that, for me, was the best moment of the Chiefs' defense was that um, kind of change there after the juju fumble at the end of the first half. Um, But, Matt, let's go – let's move to your stock down uh, report. Um, Who are you – who do you think's not feeling it on this Monday? No one on the Chiefs. Everyone should be feeling (laughs) it. Like you said, outside of injury, I think that's that's the only thing you worry about. And, And that's the hard thing about covering this league is you get so excited for football to happen, and then you look at injuries, you know, not just Kansas City, but Dallas last night, you know, losing key players. It's that's the tough part. So, you know, I I haven't seen updates as of Monday morning, but, you know, you hope that someone like Trey Smith, who is one of the greatest draft picks of the last 25 years, at least in Kansas City, you hope that he's going to be okay because that run game that we talked about, I mean, he's a catalyst for that. So, you know, I think that's the key is, you know, I know they said Mahomes wrist is a little sore. Um, (laughs) It's the non-throwing wrist. So you're hoping that's okay as well. Right. I think he, he would play through just about anything as we've seen before with ribs and knees and toes that, that need help. So that's the key, I think, right now on a short week against a very good team is making sure that you're you're healthy going into it and that it's not something where, you know, we, we see guys come out too early sometimes and yeah. they rush back and then you get a bigger injury. So I think that's the key right now is just being smart. The Chiefs have a great, uh, you know, medical staff. Rick Burkholder's arguably the best in the business for a reason. So yeah. I, I think that's that's what I'll be watching for with that quick turnaround to Thursday night with the home opener is what's that injury report going to look like after a super clean injury report for week one headed into the game. Yeah. You mentioned Rick and I just pulled up the rest of his staff. So I want to give them a shout out because they missed, they might be the, you know, five of the most important people in the chiefs building uh, yes. right now, along with the, with their interns. But yeah, the chiefs uh, vice president of sports medicine and performance, Rick Burke Holder, along with his staff of Evan Kraft, David Glover, Tiffany Morton and Julie Freimeyer. Um, those are four people, five people behind the scenes who are going to be very instrumental in, in how quickly the chiefs can yep. get right on a short week, um, which isn't a bad thing this early in the season. Um, where you're not quite as banged up as you would be um, right. late in the and season. get it out of the but, way. You know, you yeah. want to get that Thursday night game out of the way while you can. Yeah. Matt, I want to ask you about this, and I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on these Mondays with stock up, stock down, talking about kickers, and I know there's reports of the Chiefs bringing in some guys. Yeah. But for Harrison Butker to hit a what ended up being a record break, I did not know this at the time. I didn't know until after the game when Chiefs PR sent out their game notes. But Harrison Butker hitting a 54-yard field goal by taking one step on a sprained left ankle may have been one of the most impressive from a physical standpoint, wasn't a high leverage kick, but from a physical standpoint to kick a ball that far by taking one step was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully you guys have, uh, you know, a pro bowl safety. who's also a pretty damn good kicker (laughs) in Justin Reed. So also like, I mean, Harrison Bucker's great, right? He's had an amazing run there. He's, he's good. 
when you have an offense this explosive with this many weapons, I feel like you just go for two. Just just go for yeah. two every time. Like, come on. You have Travis Kelsey, who's the greatest box out tight end ever. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's so mobile and so good at stretching the field and finding those passing windows. You got three running backs who could catch well. I'm yeah. I'm just kind of a believer in going for two if you don't have a kicker. You know, I what, mean, Ken let Reed, let Reed kick off, but just go for two. Yeah, Ken Swanson brought this up on the the post game show that maybe the Chiefs just don't want to show a lot of their two point plays um, at this point yeah. because there's only so many goal to go or two point plays right. that you have in the in the tank, and unless you're just gonna you know when the game was still within reach and and coaches going to keep playing his guys, I think it became when is Patrick Mahomes coming out of this game? <laughs> like yeah. The game is like get him yeah. out of there. But um, yeah, I it's a nice you brought up having Justin Reed, uh, who's a pretty good kicker, um, having mm-hmm. a nice uh, I think he was five of seven on touchbacks for a safety to go back and boot it. Yeah, pretty uh, good. which is unbelievable. But yeah, Harrison Butker, that was a record breaking 50 uh, four yard field goal because it it broke his tie with Nick Lowry, former Chiefs, great kicker uh, for the most 50 yard field goals in a career. And Harrison Butker wow. is still a young player. And yeah. <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes in his prime, they're going to move the ball. Um, he is going to absolutely shatter probably every Chiefs kicking record there is. Uh, but Matt, I before we let you go, and I, I hate to do this to you, but I need to get your thoughts. We would switch to the college side a little bit, and uh, I need to know how you're feeling. Um, I, I was feeling for you. I didn't want to text you watching the end of the Texas yeah. Alabama game. I know you're a big, a big UT guy. Uh, were you in Austin, and can you just – is Texas back? It's the most cliche thing to ask. And I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to, I didn't even write it down to set it up like that, but um, how are you feeling overall yeah. about that performance? Yeah. So I was back in Austin. Uh, I've been to the first two games this year, a little sunburnt today, a little pink on camera <laughs> with you. Um, it was, I've been to some big games at DKR, you know, several years ago when USD came to, to Texas on a night game at Texas one uh lsu in 2000 uh, was that 2019 when texas almost beat the joe joe burrow led tigers and then obviously this past weekend losing by one to the number one team in the country when you're you know they're favored to win by 20 and a half it's kind of like a, a moral victory to, to some degree or a pyrrhic victory because you lose your quarterback for four to six weeks but i know yeah. texas is not back could they win the big 12 absolutely i think what has to be encouraging is how well the defense played uh, especially in the first half, uh, to yeah. shut down Bryce Young, to shut down the run game. They shut down the run game for four quarters. So I think there's some encouraging signs. What hasn't happened at Texas really since you know, 2009 is player development, matching, recruiting, and then matching game day coaching. You know, Tom Herman had some, some teams that were loaded, but it was always mistakes, special teams mistakes, things like that. Last year, you you know, you lose to Kansas in overtime. I was at that game in Austin as well. So I think the key is seeing a team play for four quarters and to go toe-to-toe with the number one team in the country. It's exciting. Uh, Texas is a young team. You know, there's not even a lot of draft prospects, which is what I would normally talk about. It. So they have this guy and that guy. It's a young team outside of, you know, running back B. John Robinson and linebacker uh, Overshone. So it's encouraging, but Alabama's Alabama for a reason. And when it mattered, fourth quarter, Bryce Young just went into like yeah. Mahomes mode and just made plays. I thought when that kid hit that 50, whatever it was, that field goal to, to put yeah. them up, I couldn't imagine what kind of moment that was for that kid and for everybody in that stadium. Not to, not trying to pour salt, but that was a, that was no, a huge moment. That was a huge moment yeah. for Texas in general. I know some people, um, some national media had tweeted out like that was as important of a game 
for Texas, even losing by one point right. because of who they were playing than any win they've had over the last decade. And that's coming from someone that literally roots for the most, one of the most successful big 12 football teams that we've had over the last decade yeah. in K state that it'll be fun to watch them go at it um, this season. I'll be there. What we've seen. From I'll K-State. be in Manhattan for that game. So you need to be there as well. And All right. We'll, we'll, we'll have be there. some fun. Yeah. All right. We'll be there. We're going to actually, we're doing a live show um, breaking news. Uh, we're doing a live show uh, down in Aggieville for the Oklahoma game on the 24th here in a couple of weeks with our K state content, with uh, our three Ma show with Derek young, John Kurtz and Cole Manbeck, who I know that you went on uh, you went on with as a guest yeah. just, uh, just a couple of months ago. So um, Matt, before we let you go, I do want to get your thoughts on the lines because those are already out as the chiefs face the, yeah, chargers on thursday and before we get to those make sure you hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching this on youtube and turn those notifications on we got plenty of content coming up this week including a visit by former texas legend Derek johnson who joins us every week to break down the chief's defense so to make a little connection there matt but right chiefs are three and a half point favorites right now over the chargers at home with an over under of 54 and a half what do you feel about those two lines um, at three and a half, I, I still feel like that's a little bit disrespectful to Kansas City. I know the Chargers beat the Raiders uh, on Sunday. Uh, that game was a little bit closer than the, the Kansas City-Arizona game, obviously. But uh, I would take the over. I actually took the over last week. I think I got it at six and a half. Felt great about that. Um, so I would take the over. Uh, I would take Kansas City, excuse me, again here. You know, I think three and a half at home. We've talked about it before, and I know it's going to get beat to the ground this week. Patrick Mahomes in the month of September is – he's God. Like, you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't beat him, and he doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't make mistakes. I don't even worry about jinxing him. He's that good in September. So, I think the home opener is going to be electric. It's a Thursday night game. There's going to be some added you know, energy there. Short week for both teams. I just think you have to go with the better head coach, the better quarterback in those situations. And I'm going to give both of those to Kansas City. Now, I would take the over. You said it's a 54 I yeah, think we're 54 and a half. That's the one that surprised points, me. Man. The so. line, the the line didn't surprise me. The Chargers are good and the Chiefs are banged yeah, up, but yeah. the Chargers aren't going to feel bad for the Chiefs being banged up. Keenan Allen's probably not going to play in this game. JC Jackson, right. I think he's already been ruled out not playing in this game. So Chiefs fans don't complain about injuries and, and going it's into this short even. week. Chargers, yeah, yeah it, it those are two huge pieces for yeah. the Chargers going into this game. But um that over under a 54 and a half really surprised me because that's around yeah. the same as it was against Arizona and that Justin Herbert is is a dude a little well. better than Kyler Murray I feel comfortable <laughs> saying that he's a little better than, than yeah. Kyler Murray so all right it, it's that, gonna be a fun game though yeah good stuff that's ESPN's Matt Miller make sure to follow him on Twitter at NFL Draft Scout and follow all of his content talking college football and he joins us every Monday with his stock up stock down report and that's it for today's KCS and update thank you everyone and Chiefs Kingdom for tuning into this episode we know there's a lot of great places to get your Chiefs content we appreciate KC Sports Network being one of those places you stop by again please hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening to the audio podcast please rate and review and let us know how you feel about what we're doing here 16 and a half months into KC Sports Network's existence. But until next time, thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.